Who is the greatest video game mascot of all time? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, and comic books, and occasionally, occasionally, video games and video game mascots. Uh, I'm your host, DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer, and today, we have a very special guest, Miss Emma Five. Say hi to the kids! Um, hi, kids! <laughs> for, for those that may not be familiar with your work, who are you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so my name is Emma Fife. I uh, am a longtime broadcaster in the online space, uh, known for all things nerdy. Formerly, uh, you may have seen me on places like Collider. I used to host Jedi Council and TV Talk over there. Uh, also, uh, I've done stuff for Nerdist, uh, doing Nerdist News Edition, covering things like Star Wars. For celebration and the opening of Galaxy's Edge, and uh, currently I am a gaming content producer over at Fandom. Um, interestingly enough, my last like really big project that came out that has my face on it uh, is a drinking game for the Legend of Vox Machina animated series on Amazon, which is the animated show based on the long-running live play tabletop RPG series Critical Role. It's there's so many. So there's there's that. Wait, there's another. Um animated video game based show there's a bunch there, like recently it's, there's a like on, there's, yeah there's been an explosion of it there has there has because there's a cuphead show on netflix yeah uh, before that there was the dota animated series um and then also of course arcane the one based on league of legends that's which, the one i was thinking let of. me be honest i am not i am not into league at all arcane is incredible cool it's unbelievable the animation like think into the spider-verse levels of animation cool. it's just stunning and the other thing i really appreciate about it is that it's very serious and adult and it doesn't try to have any quippy dialogue or make fun of itself like it takes itself very seriously but not in a cringy way cool 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 yeah it's an interesting balance there to, yeah. to like take the material seriously in a way that that is still in, uh, accessible um, because I feel like it's so it's so e it's become really easy for genre media to make fun of itself mm -hmm. and it's like yeah but I still need to like are there stakes in the story? Like, I still need to be yeah. able to, like, get invested in it. So, totally. Roxy. So, DJ. How, mu how, much, how much of that were you able to... Because I was... Uh, Emma was throwing stuff out there. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm barely able to keep up. How are <laughs> you, you doing over there? <laughs> so, here's what, how word association worked in my head. I was like, Arcane, Arcadia, yeah. Joan of Arcadia, mm -hmm. Disturbia. It's like the darkness in the night. <laughs> and that's where I was yes. during that conversation. And uh, But also, I was thinking about how of all the guests we've ever had on the show, I think Emma did the best job describing what she does, where she's from, and where to find her. Agreed. People, she's, because she does it so often because she's such a pro, people like don't know how to answer that question. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Emma was just Great question. Thanks so much for asking, DJ. Here are the 15 questions that I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was awesome. I was like, yup, girl, yeah. girl. I was going to say, I think, Roxy, that you can relate because so much of my life, I feel like, is trying to explain my job to people, especially yeah. people that are not in the digital space at all. They're like, wait, so... <laughs> You're not on TV? And I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. I was on TV semi-recently, though, because I did participate in the grown-up version of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm -hmm. So that's why my answer now to that is sometimes. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah, sometimes. It could, listen, it could have happened. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? Who knows? Who's to say? Whole, like Rotten Tomatoes is sometimes on Peacock. Is that being on TV? Or <laughs> yeah. Streaming, you know. So I just say, you know, sometimes you can find me a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, speaking of finding things, you can find more content from this show, should you like it, over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Uh, you can also review the show on iTunes. Uh, and if you listen to it on Spotify, uh, we ask a question every week. Last week's question was, who do you think will be on Sony's Sinister Six? Ray Alvarez said Morbius, Vulture, and Craven. Then probably Black Cat for Madam Web. Venom will be a reluctant member. And then if it's Garfield Spidey, they'll need to finish his arc with Dane DeHaan's Goblin. And I, my response to that is, do they? 
do they need to they could just we could just move on um uh, and xavier thomas uh i just hope sony doesn't decide to make their ver- version full of c-list characters like morbius uh, uh keep holding out hope xavier emma do you have an opinion on who may be in because i'm sure you saw morbius why wouldn't you uh right. do you i'm sure you have an opinion on who might be in the part of the sinister six I mean, I would love to see a reluctant Venom for sure, Mm -hmm. just because I look, y'all, you got to get on board the Venom train. okay? if you're not, those movies slap. And this is why, because truly it feels like particularly the first Venom movie. And then when that did so well, they really leaned into that tone for the second one. It feels like that script was written in 2002 Mm -hmm. and then they just made it (laughs) in like 20. Set what would 2017, whatever uh, the first came out, Venom came out, yeah, 2018? yeah, 2018 was Venom 1, 2021 yeah, was well, Venom we've 2. We've been in this hellhole for two years. <laughs> no, I yes. have no concept of what year it is, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, and speaking of Venom, um, on Spider Versi, our Patreon show that we do with Sal from Comic Pop, uh, he and I just discussed Venom with every Connors. Those episodes will be dropping in the next couple weeks, and we're getting very close to Spider Man No Way Home. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, I, with spider diversity, we, we do a really deep, like it takes me like four hours to make notes for those shows. And wow. I will tell you, that is not the ideal way to watch those Venom movies. <laughs> <laughs> it is better to just let them wash over you. If you're like, totally. wait, what the, why is this? What? They are, they're airplane movies. You know what yes. I mean? Like they're great movies to watch on an airplane. And I think that in this world, we have shunned movies like that like there's, there doesn't seem to be any space anymore for a movie that's great to watch on tbs on a sunday afternoon yes and i think we need to reclaim that yeah we need to bring it back we need to bring yeah. those afternoon tbs movies what was yeah. the um uh the i uh, when we were watching so we we're doing the tom holland spider-mans and it's like of course with the promotion they're like oh you know like john hughes movies i'm like that's not where you're pulling from you're pulling from no. this this is this is a teen comedy like accepted like something i would have yes! caught on oh an afternoon God, on comedy I- central uh totally. yeah that i'm like going between ad breaks you know what i mean yeah anyway so uh, before we get into our main topic today, which will be uh, Sonic 2 and our favorite video game mascots, uh, Roxy have one at the ready. Um, let's talk about some... Maybe the video game mascot. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about I it. I have five ready. I'm just kidding. I'm a gamer. I just looked up top IGN's top 10 video game mascots. I'm ready wow. to go. You're pounding on the keyboard. It's just <laughs> random timing. Here, but here's something, Roxy, I know you have opinions on. Because for those that don't know... No, you do like a daily show where you have to talk about entertainment stuff. And I know you've I know talked about this. this. We, talk, we talked about this last week. And we need, listen, what was that movie he was in? We need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Ezra Miller. That's what I keep saying. I say, we don't talk about Ezra. <laughs> no, no. Because uh, then uh, it, it's, it's a messy internet out there, yo. And, it is. And they are, they have fans mm-hmm. and they have enemies and they are the Mad Goose Wizard. Yeah. And we know that you don't mess with the Mad Goose Wizard. We don't mess wizard. with the Mad Goose Wizard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like the, the internet's one of those like... Listen, Will Smith should go to prison for slapping Chris Rock. Ezra Miller literally told somebody he was going to murder them in their house. But listen, we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. Also, defend black women. But also, Chris Brown has a new record. Have you heard it? And it's like, wait, what? I'm starting to think Twitter is not a good place for discourse. I'm kind of (laughs) confused. The messaging is kind of confused here. Well, Twitter just doesn't favor anything that is nuanced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's... The Will Smith situation is complicated yeah. and involves a lot of critical thinking and nuance, and Twitter doesn't – it just doesn't. Yeah, it just can't – It's and it's also unfair of me because I'm treating it like a monolith, like the, the same right. person saying the same yeah. thing. And it's like different people. I'm just – I'm just saying it's a hell site, and if I could leave it, I would. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, Roxy, has missed, uh, so, so we don't – I, what were you uh, going to call me? Miss what? I was going to say, uh, and but this is a good segue into uh, uh, how we're going to discuss this and also mistakes I will probably make because we're doing oh. this live. Uh, I was going to say Mr. Ezra Miller. Oh, They prefer they, them pronouns. No, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, they prefer they, them pronouns um, yeah. uh, because I'm a, I'm a dumb boy that's speaking off the top of my head. I will probably fuck this up, and I do apologize for that. But um, 
Ezra Miller. We yes. have not t- been talking about Ezra Miller. It does sound like Warner Brothers finally is like, well, we need to. <laughs> we, need to <laughs> we need to start having these conversations. So it was it was weird the order and in which we got information. So for anybody who is not up to date, the three incidents that took place were number one, chokehold gate where Ezra took a woman uh, by the throat and to the ground. Half the world seems to think that that was a joke. Still half doesn't Warner brothers never addressed it. Then there was the Instagram video, which actually was not a, no, not a crime. I guess you could call it a threat, but I don't think anybody here disagrees that we hate all sectors of the KKK. Yeah, it's just why it's just this, had, another, it's just a little bit of a red flag of like, why yeah, are you even addressing why they had them? beef with this specific <laughs> sector because you know what you did. That was a little confusing, yeah. but that took place. And then there was the most recent Hawaii incident in which it's twofold. Number one, there was an incident at the house that Ezra was staying where they went into the bedroom of a man and woman at night, called the woman a slut and Mm -hmm. threatened um, to hurt them. Yes. And then there was the second part of that incident, which was at a karaoke bar in which they ripped the microphone out of somebody's hand and then uh, lunged at another person and they were actually arrested after um, not... Uh, accommodating the bar's requests to calm down. Yeah. And then they their bail was set for $500. And of course, they surprise, surprise, reached their bail because. <gasps> Shocker. Well, and mm-hmm. as the restraining order pointed out, money. he is wealthy and successful and could easily access a weapon. <laughs> yeah. That's, he apparently that's, still has the bow from We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So it, at the end of the day, now what we have heard is that Warner Brothers had an emergency meeting, although that claim is still being rebuted as well. Oh, good. Some, some people are saying Warner Brothers <sighs> emergency meeting and they are putting all Ezra projects on hold. And some people are saying that meeting never happened. Nothing's on hold. Who's not saying anything yet is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. They're like, if we are having meetings, it is internal. Yeah. We, we do not speak to you guys. We are not addressing this. And I think that it's very clear that Warner Brothers was hoping that incident one was going to go away. Mm-hmm. And because incident one was brushed under the rug, incident two and three and and who knows how many more will continue to happen. And so yeah. I think finally the they are catching up. Uh, Warner Brothers is catching up to we might need to do something here. Yeah, there's too many bodies under that rug. It's getting hard to walk on. <laughs> yeah. But to what DJ was addressing earlier the internet is very is very a very strange place to be right now because we're definitely holding different people to different standards yeah. and the discourse on twitter at least about Ezra Miller seems to be they are suffering from mental health issues and they need help and this is not a good time for us to punish somebody who has mental health issues listen obviously that's not everybody on twitter yeah. but that the current state and then and then the will smith part of this all is people saying well will smith hit somebody ezra choked somebody why should will smith get their uh his oscar taken away but ezra is suffering from mental health but we don't say that for will yeah and now you guys are all caught up thank you for coming to <laughs> talking, yeah. which i don't express my opinions i just tell you what is happening. Yeah. so so but i that's smart of roxy i'm a dummy so i'm gonna express my opinions um, yeah, no, <laughs> uh one i think saying hey maybe we need to slow down on projects with this person until they get whatever help they need. I don't think that's a punishment so much as just being no. pragmatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. That yeah. For us to say that somebody doesn't get to be a movie star <laughs> as an actively starring in movies while they are suffering from mental health issues. I don't find that to be a punishment either, but you know, who does, <laughs> A lot of um, a, a lot of Snyder Cut people, and yeah. I, I don't cool. I don't say that in a. You guys know I yeah. I long long time ago said the Snyder Cut didn't exist. I was wrong. <laughs> that clip is everywhere on the internet. Thank you for letting it ri- live in people's head for rent free. But <laughs> I I don't say that as in like all Snyder Cut people are saying one thing, but it does seem to be that yeah. Snyder's. Uh, the fans of the Snyder movies are now full force backing Ezra. Of course. And saying, you know, they're, they're fine. They have mental health, health issues, but that doesn't mean that the movie should be taken from them. Let them keep working. Uh, which yeah. Is so this is the thing is if I don't, I assume that this is part and parcel for any time you have any sort of psych evaluation uh, to potentially get on uh 
like antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, whatever sort of medication you need to help with any mental health issues you may be having. So when I had a psyche eval, I was basically told, like, we also are going to have to assess if you are in a state where you are fit to keep working. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the thing. It's not a punishment. It's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it just is what it is. Uh, and also, again, just trying to be pragmatic about it. Barry Allen's most famous story is him dying and not coming back. So I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's <laughs> yeah. an out. There's an out. Is is all I'm is all I'm saying. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, it looks like uh, need some help. And 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 I, I again, I think just you in a studio listen we just got fucking stories about jared leto forcing people to wheel him to the fucking bathroom man i think we need to fucking rein it in man we need to like we need to make these sets a better place for the people working there (laughs) for fuck's sake it's Uh, also challenging because emma for you i feel and for me anytime i've had to do something um it does feel like we're working with people who genuinely want to get to the bottom of things and get the answer that is best for everybody mm-hmm. when you are a massive movie star the 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 set the the show must go on mm-hmm. is how yeah. most people on set are and so there's been a lot of rumors that have come out that Ezra was having mental breakdowns on set every day yeah. and that they were n- not well on set. And I'm sure you're right, Emma, that there is some kind of a vow, even because when you, when you do um, health screenings, yeah. you have to do physical health screenings, you have to do mental health, you have to do the whole thing. I'm, it sounds to me like even if there wasn't a vow, that a vow was like, it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, gravy, you know. It's I I mean it's the whole uh paradox of capitalism uh, and if you are rich the rules don't apply to you. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, you all are bringing up you're, you're touching on an important point too that it is it is it probably not in Ezra's best interest if right. we just move on business as usual. Yes. Like that's it's probably not the most beneficial for them. So let's but uh maybe just you know <laughs> Uh, again, they can afford it. They can afford to get the help. Is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's go to a quick ad break, and then we're going to come back to talk about uh, do a little bit more news. The fact that E3 has been canceled this year. Oh my goodness! If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We are back. Emma, so grateful you're here today news uh that i wanted to discuss because i i don't quite know the implications of this e3 a famous video game uh, expo is not happening this year not a digital thing uh, no no things yeah why and is is this cause for e3 fans out there is this a cause for future concern so e3 is one of the first big events that got canceled in 2020. They canceled really early on once everything started locking down. And at the time, we hadn't quite figured out making the shift to these digital conventions. Mm -hmm. So it was not surprising to anybody, I think, that E3 got its cancellation so early because you have to think about the number of international companies that are represented there. Because this is the thing, is for many, 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 many years, E3 was a trade show. Mm -hmm. So you could only attend E3 as press or if you were associated with some kind of game that was happening there and if you were an invited guest. The way E3 has worked for a really long time is basically that you have all of the press conferences and the press conferences got to a point where, you know, all the individual companies like Xbox, Bethesda, Blizzard, Square Enix, Nintendo, they would do these press conferences that didn't take place like within the convention center. They took place at like the Microsoft theater Mm -hmm. or other theaters downtown. And those 
press conferences were streamed. So the audience, you know, so people were able to kind of ingest that even without physically being at E3. It was still very cool to go to the press conferences. Like I got invited to Square Enix's press conference in 2019. Mm -hmm. I was like, when was the last time E3 happened for real? 2019. Uh, And that was super cool. So then, just pausing for one second because I, yeah. I genuinely don't know. Is this like at a convention center? Like yeah, it's at LA. Yeah, it's at LACC. And um, every year, it's at the same place. It's always been at LA Convention Center for mm-hmm. for as long as I can recall. Anyway, which is great for traffic. Great for traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time I did E3 was like 2012. Um, and I was actually working an offsite for a PC game called Hawken, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, and we didn't actually have badges to the convention because we were working at offsite. Yeah. But one of the women who was working this event with me was like clearly a very like free spirit. She just worked events all the time, did whatever. And I guess she had worked with Snoop Dogg at one point. Jeez. So we, so she's said, okay, we're going to go over to the convention center and just, we're going to get in. I, we're just going to, we're just going to sneak in. It's going to be fine. So we go over and as we are approaching the doors, because at that point they, they didn't check back badges outside the doors they only checked your badges as you went you know how at la convention center there's those steps mm-hmm. when you first go in yeah. and then there's the glass doors that lead into the actual expo hall so that were the exhibit hall so that was where they were checking badges so she and i roll up and as we're coming up that was the year that snoop dog was in one of the tech end games uh and so um, he was with I his not, i did I, not know he was in one oh, of the yeah, tech oh yeah oh yeah snoop's in snoop's in one of the tech end games and so I literally snuck into E3 with Snoop That's so and his like funny. entourage. That's so fucking funny. That's a- uh, it was great. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, wow. but that's. Did but he that's, know? Was does he, he a- know? I don't know. I'm going to yeah. tell him whenever I interview him because mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sure I will it. at some point in my career. Uh, yes, thank you for getting me into E3. Yeah. And he's and- looking all confused and you're like, you don't remember that? But yeah, I mean, so. Again, in 2021, so last year, E3 did attempt to pivot to a digital event, and it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was three days of just trailers, basically, and occasionally they would cut over to their sort of panel of hosts to fill time, but they hadn't really planned any programming very well. There were a couple of panels, but people just wanted to be there for the game reveals. And the other part of E3, in addition to all the press conferences, was being able to get those hands-on previews with the games themselves, Mm -hmm. which is possible in a virtual sort of setting, but it takes a lot of organization. Like I've done some demos virtually and, you know, you connect on Discord and you use Parsec to connect to an outside server and then they feed the game to your computer and et cetera, et cetera. So it it is very, very involved to do those kind of previews. So there was just no good way to kind of recreate the E3 experience. And then it does also bring up the other thing about E3, which is that it has only been open to the public since I think 2018 was maybe the first year that you were able to actually like buy a badge and it was treated more like a convention rather than a trade show. And again, it's like people for a long time were able to at least watch the streams of the press conferences and I think that what's happened is that all of these companies, and and it's similar to San Diego Comic-Con, where a lot of the big presenters were starting to pull away from E3, even prior to the pandemic, and just yeah. do their own events. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I mean, it's the same, again, it's like the same thing that's happening with San Diego Comic-Con, where mm-hmm. I think a lot of these companies are finding that, oh, well, if we just do our own thing and we broadcast it, we're going to get more eyes on it that way anyway and isn't it more fun to have these big reveals going out directly to fans like obviously you want the press coverage but you get more eyes on it and you get more hype when you can have fans involved and for a long time that wasn't the case with e3 so you know especially when you compare it to other big gaming conventions like the pax uh, conventions 
they've allowed fans forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it's what always is the PAX convention. So PAX is another big gaming convention. So there's um, PAX East, which is in a couple of weeks in Boston. Uh, PAX West, which happens in Seattle, usually, I want to say. PAX. Um, PAX, yeah. Um, and so, uh, like, that also had the big E3 vibes to it previously. Now, PAX has come back in person, but it's definitely very, very pared down. And again, a lot of those big AAA companies are not presenting anything there. They are not having booths there. And that, I think, is is, like, the biggest bummer is, like, the E3 booth setup was dope. I, I remember, cool. yeah, it was yeah. really, really cool. Like they built, I remember in 2019, uh, Nintendo was presenting Luigi's Mansion. Uh, they were presenting Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I think that's uh, the one, I think that's, no, I went the year, I went the year, sorry to cut you off. I apologize. Oh the, no, one it's of the, okay. The one, well, I think the one year I went was like Pokemon X and Y. I think that was the first year yeah. it was, I was working with, I was working in post. It ended up being, it, at the first it was like, this is the promised land. And then I ended up being shoved in a room, hunched over, editing stuff on the thing. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? But but, yeah. it, but as a kid, I'd been dreaming of E3. Oh God, me too. Yeah. Because I used to read the coverage of it in, mm-hmm. like, you know, EGM, Electronics Gaming Monthly, and I always wanted to go. And then I finally did get to start going once I started, you know, working in media out in Los Angeles. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's interesting because you definitely see a lot of people in games journalism that are going, I won't miss E3 at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, because it is, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of running around. But... Also, I think that people who are in media can be very jaded about stuff and what? like lose when the, I know. <laughs> and and lose the fan perspective. No. Um, and I, you know, I, there were people that were grumpy about the fact that fans were able to come to E3 because it and look, I get it because in 2012, I remember the first time I was there. I could just walk up and play basically whatever game because, again, it was so limited who was able to attend. But yeah. now it's a lot of juggling, making press appointments. Uh, it's tough to navigate the floor because there are so many people. But at the same time, you know, people who were able to buy badges are just so grateful to be there and to get to play anything. Like, they're yeah. happy to go stand in line for hours and hours and hours. Um, but, yeah, so, a- a- again, it's... I. I think that as far as this is where the paradox happens for me is that all of these companies have made this pivot. Obviously, uh, PlayStation does their state of play update streams. Nintendo has been doing their Nintendo directs for a really long time, like even outside of E3 prior Mm -hmm. to any of the the shutting down of things. Um, So the the issue becomes when it's easier for these companies to not spend a bunch of money to do a big press conference and to just do these online broadcasts, how do we then preserve the thrill of walking into the convention center Mm -hmm. and seeing a giant dragon from Monster Hunter Mm -hmm. along with some cute little palicos and also you know, full size statues of all the starter Pokemon. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're not going to get these companies to come out to these events. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's about getting the news out there and getting fans hyped. And it's more accessible to do that in an online space. Yeah. Yeah, so to, to uh, and also, Emma, you're forgetting the most important thing that was marketed to me as an adolescent boy, the Booth Babes. Come on. The booth babes. Nothing problematic there. Booth Babes there. have been gone for a while at E3, actually. What? Why? It's, I have to tell you that it is actually sort of a bummer um, because I think that, you know, a, my experience has been that a lot of the girls that did work those booths like they genuinely wanted to be there like yeah, a lot that of is an interesting actually, point because a lot of the ones yeah. i talked to as well i like it, it seemed to be a positive a genuinely positive experience oh, i don't yeah. know that they would tell me if it wasn't but that seems to be the yeah 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that was just like uh, um, women that were attractive would be standing by the booths. Yeah, yes. usually in uh, in some sort of outfit that either had to do with the game or the company uh, that was on on the revealing side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I want to say, uh, at least from an outsider perspective, that obviously does not predate cosplay culture. But I do have to no. wonder in the way that it that, that stuff kind of got. Uh, I, I assimilated stuff. I wonder if that was a big part of like mainstreaming it. Um, Cause yeah. I knew I was aware. Oh, I wonder why I was aware of the concept <laughs> of booth bay before the concept of cosplay. Yeah, before cosplayers. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I was too. Um, I think that maybe it's just because it got more mainstream coverage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because again, like E3 was heavily covered in magazine publications. Yes. Cause I remember reading all about it and, and being, enamored and wanting to go so badly because I loved video games. Yeah. Uh, and so to me, Booth Babe seemed like a great gig. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so to the, to the, uh, we have a question from the discord, Jake Hafner. Do you think yeah. E3 being totally canceled this year without even a digital event is the final nail in the coffin? Do you think it should be? Do you think E3 actually, uh, comes back next year to sort of boil that down? Is, is this a sign of the end or, or is it just like, Hey, just this year and we'll be back better than ever in the future. It's, I, I don't know uh, if I'm being totally honest. It's really interesting. M- I'm leaning more towards it's not going to happen ever again, uh, which is really sad, but I, this, it it's an ongoing struggle. I think in the convention world in general, which is that, the people who really benefit from these big conventions are small vendors mm. because it gives them an opportunity to like physically have what they're selling in front of people's eyes. Yeah. Um, and E3 is not really selling anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it's just come see our games. Yeah. Um, and so while I think that the convention that has, vendors uh and artist alley and things like that there is a real need for that uh because again i think that those are the people who were really hit hardest by the pandemic and not being able to physically go sell their stuff in person because again you're just in a place where people are walking by what you have and so they're seeing it and they're buying stuff yeah um so yeah i again i i think if e3 comes back it'll end up looking more like a PAX or an anime expo where, yes, it is a big trade show, but we're now also going to incorporate, you know, uh, more sort of vendory kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, when you were talking about, it, you're like, well, it benefits the little guy most. Like, oh yeah, it's done. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Well then it's because that's not the yeah. world we live in right now. Fuck the little guy. Uh, what were you going to say, Roxy? So do you, you think that it's business wise, not a smart move because they're losing money or because there's just ways. Yeah. To- I, I think it's just, it's really expensive for them to, uh, you know, do this event. I'm sure that it, you know, the convention center charges an arm and a leg for, you know, floor space. Yeah. Um, funding it i think three yeah i think it's just because you're you're paying i would have to imagine you're paying for your booths and everything and all that stuff so i'm imagining it's kind of like collectively the game i mean like puts on e3 I, I good. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, again, yeah, I it's like I've always it just associated it with this big trade show yeah it's probably similar i would imagine it's probably i mean their websites their website says see you next year <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i imagine it's it's similar to something like comic-con where there's this, this trade organization the organization whatever yeah. organization runs e3 and then the companies that are participating which is why it's mm-hmm. probably a bigger deal that like nintendo and yeah. playstation microsoft are pulling out doing their own things just like if if comic-con loses dc to their fandom yeah. events which their fandom events are actually really good their uh, fandom events are actually really excellent yeah, yeah they're really good so it's a bummer because it's like i like i like the com- concept of comic-con because to me that's the closest association it's like the comic-con losing stuff like dc and marvel it's like it'll probably it, comic-con won't be what it was because you won't have marvel and dc shelling out the bucks to do the stuff they they do but i imagine yeah. even though the how they engage with the audience is different. I imagine the organizational structure yeah. is the same. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, 
bummer. RIP yeah. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe. maybe uh, yes, next year they, they say claim, yeah. They claim they're coming back next year. I but, saw, uh, what was, what, was it WonderCon this weekend? Uh, I had a bunch of friends like, we're going yes. to WonderCon. Are you coming? I'm like, fuck no, I'm, I'm not coming. Fucking conventions were a fucking germ factory before the pandemic. You're going to have to give me a couple of years before I hit a convention floor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, so, so hopefully not the end of E3. Hopefully it evolves and grows bigger. Uh, and, and also, uh, hopefully the socioeconomic uh, system changes a little bit to benefit the little guy more. I don't need to get into that. Everybody gets mad when I start talking about political stuff. I'm sorry. It impacts, <laughs> it impacts every aspect of our lives. Um, yeah. So before we go to our next ad break, I want to talk about uh, Mr. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, uh, I am the only one here that has actually seen the movie, which is fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I did want to... I was excited to go see it, not because I love the previous movie. I didn't. But... I didn't either. But, I did. I liked it a lot. But, but, but here's the thing. Uh, as a little boy... DJ really liked Knuckles a lot as a character. I have a little, I don't know where it is right now. I have a little Knuckles action figure. Nice. Um, and, uh, and when they were like Idris Elba, I'm like, what fucking Idris Elba slumming it in a Sonic movie? And then I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is dope. And uh, <laughs> so, I, so I hit up our Paramount contact. And I'm like, can I, I, I promise can I please I'll, go? I promise I'll yeah. cover it on the show. Can I go? <laughs> and and um, um, so like the, 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 previous movie this mm-hmm. film is aggressively targeting young children this children. isn't like a pixar all ages thing this is young kids that will laugh at farts situation yeah. Yeah. um and it like the like the sonic one screening like they're bringing in uh, uh, parents are bringing in their kids which is really cool i will say it is a little confusing in that i don't think sonic's popularity has ever matched when i was a kid in the 90s yeah so it's like should this be I'm not like I'm not asking for like yeah. a dark and gritty Sonic reboot, but I, I feel like it should be a little bit more accommodating to people my age because we're the ones yeah. spending the money to go see this. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess maybe their goal is to get kids interested in Sonic, but when was the last time there was a good Sonic game? I can't. I honestly no. I'm super not with what you're saying right now. <laughs> Because the thing is, first of all, it's always going to be the adults that are spending money. Kids don't have money to spend. True, true. I don't know. Those Kardashian kids had money. (laughs) It's not like a Lizzie McGuire situation where they're like, okay, we're going to take the character that you knew and loved as a kid. And then we're going to age them up to your age because they're a real person. And then we're going <laughs> to no. make them have to do something like they're still a little kid for the kids. No, so- I, I think that I, I think that what I envision more and like what DJ is saying is something that is a little bit more of a universal appeal a la Pixar or Avatar yeah. The Last Airbender. Good, yeah, good re- uh, examples both. I'll, I'll put it this way, Roxy. There is a whole subplot in this movie uh, evolving Natasha Rothwell, who's amazing. Uh, she's amazing and insecure. She's amazing in White Lotus. She's incredible. I love her. But there's a whole subplot involving her wedding. Uh, she's James Mar- Marsden's sister-in-law. And yeah. there's like none of the... Sonic isn't involved. Tails isn't involved. Knuckles isn't involved. It's, it's just a whole... Like We spend like 20 minutes on this. And I'm like, why? I'm Ooh. not mad at that. You know I'm a lover of love, a shipper of ships. <laughs> I think it's okay for some movies to be for kids. Even if it's be- properties that you loved as a kid. I yeah. think that's okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. And here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. This movie does something very smart. Because... Yeah, light spoilers. Sorry, light spoilers. Uh, anybody Don't that's... spoil the end. I keep seeing people online being like, that ending reveal, is that what you're about to do? Not the reveal, not the reveal. I won't give the uh... reveal. And, and because you're because you're interested, I won't reveal a plot. But basically, it's, it's uh, Sonic and his friends versus Eggman and a giant robot. And it's like, oh, this is the movie I signed up for. And so like yeah. the last 30 mo- minutes is the Sonic movie I want. And so when I left the theater, there's all the fan service shit. And so I left the theater. I'm like, that movie was fucking great. And then when I was in the bathroom, you know, you do your post movie bathroom. I was like, no, no, it, it wasn't. But, but that, but the two things that last 30 minutes, fuck. Yeah. Also as a knuckles fan, Oh fuck. I just help his knuckles. It's so fucking cool. Oh fuck. It's so cool. And it's so cool after like, okay. we don't need to get into this, but after like, a week of like Moon Knight and being like, this is not the character. This is not who that is. It was like, oh, at least the Sonic movie gets it. And they're like, hey, you know Knuckles. Here he is. And it's like, yeah, this is all I wanted. Don't, don't, you don't need to fucking, it, this is what works. It's awesome. And he's so good. And it's, oh, good. I still don't know why. 
Idris Elba did this. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they did to convince him. I don't know how much money they gave him. I don't know if his kids are fans. I don't know. Like that's what I have to imagine. He that's went amazing. and saw the first Sonic movie with his kids, and they're like, "Oh!" And he's like, "Oh, cool. Well, this is a good end." Whatever happened, whatever deal with the devil was made to get Idris Elba in this movie, I support it. Uh, so, so uh, I ended up enjoying it more than the first. Uh, I will say the, but but. It, Anytime, like, there's a human person on screen, I was like, wow, I don't care about this movie. Uh, there is one funny joke where, so I was talking about the subplot with um, uh, Natasha Rothwell getting married, and the person she's um, um, getting married to is, is uh, was played by Shamar Moore, who is a, a, a very beautiful man. He's a, and a very fit man. And so there's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, like James Mar- Marsden feels insecure, like he's got, uh, Shamar Moore has his shirt off and he flexes, and, and, and uh, uh, um, James Marsden's like, oh yeah, and he kind of like flexes as if he's a dweeb and it's like motherfucker i can see your pecs through that shirt don't you're not fooling anybody <laughs> you are in movie star shape don't fucking pretend like somehow he this is a beautiful man but you're don't pretend like you are not in fucking olympic shape all right <laughs> um anyway those are my thoughts on how Sonic. many movies is james marsden in with cgi creatures i don't know but i'm gonna be we should Bring him <laughs> back like, out of CG creature jail because he's he doesn't yeah. he doesn't need to be in this movie, but he's no. like really good in it, and it's like fucking he's a good actor. I like James Marsden is good. We should yes. use him more. Why don't we, he was in he was in like the, I think he was only the, great he on uh, maybe he has kids and then he likes to do these types of movies that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Like, yeah. Follow what your family would watch. I, I am just making that up though. Let me look. Well, 100%. Even if that's the case, it's like, no, do these movies, get that paycheck. But also, like, he was in the first season of Westworld. Like, he should be, he should yeah. be in like other, he's like really good. He should be in more things. Um, uh, yeah, he's got three kids. Yeah. Good for him. That's what's happening. Um, uh, bu- 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 so we got a couple questions in the chat. Leonard Kim said, did they do a good job introducing Tails and Knuckles? Um, I will say they did a really good job with Knuckles. Tails is good, but it's more just of like, why are you here? Uh, cause, uh, and it's like okay all right whatever who, who gives a shit yeah. um and then uh roxy i think this might be a good one for you um mm. what do you think sets sonic apart from the other video game adaptations that makes it work for audiences in general and i think em and i uh, were, uh, were both pretty clear like hey, I mean, we could take it or leave it there's maybe there's yeah. stuff we like well, you know whatever you're a fan so what do you think sets this apart from other other video game adaptations i don't think i would say that i would set it apart you think um, it's uh, in line? Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I just didn't dislike it. I thought it was cute. It was funny. It was sweet. It um, it didn't piss me off at any point. Yeah. I I didn't dislike the initial Sonic design. So I don't know what you, everybody was talking about. It's like, so fucking funny. I sometimes post a GIF when I, on the Discord. Where I'm like, this is what we're talking about. I'll put like a GIF of a thing, and I was like, I yes. have to get the original design. I'm like, and I, so I hadn't seen it in two years. I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? What yeah. were they I thinking? Feel, I feel very grateful that I've had a um, a very challenging life because sometimes it makes me really like things that other people don't like because. I don't care about the things that other people care about. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this and I was like, did I go to the movies to see a, to see the masterpiece of all masterpieces? No, no, like, I'm not. I'm just not going to be somebody who's on the internet. Like you ruined my childhood because Sonic doesn't have teeth. Oh, like no. That. Yeah. No, not that you guys are. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> just so for me, like what sets it apart? Probably nothing. Um, <laughs> Uh, probably nothing i wouldn't be like this movie was so unique mm-hmm. I, I just was like i kind of dug the story yeah it was fun it was fun Look, we had fun i i saw it under horrible circumstances uh which is i went at i think three o'clock on a sunday afternoon at city walk this was Oof. the original sonic mm-hmm. and you would think we were at a rowdy screening of cats yeah, uh, yeah, except yeah. for instead of uh rowdy drunk adults it was just children yeah. who were yelling lines at the movie uh running around in the aisles their parents just decided that for the 90 minutes of the sonic movie they did not have to parent their children mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and you know what I had a terrible time, but those kids had a great time. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. It's like it sounds like a good time to me. I, yeah, yeah, I get, I I get why it wasn't time, for you, but I was like, yeah. But the children were yeah. having fun, yeah. and it's a kids' movie. Yeah, yeah, was they it, will probably have fun with this majority one. Majority kids. Oh yes. Yeah. 
Well, and and again, I, listen, I am all for, this is not necessarily my favorite representation of Sonic. There's a Saturday morning cartoon I grew up with that I think still holds up and very good. But mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, I'm all for people being fans of Sonic. And again, I got a pretty fucking cool Knuckles in a movie, so I'm not complaining. And also Paramount has said, like, we might be working on a Knuckles show with Idris Elba on Paramount Plus. And I am, I will fucking watch <laughs> that shit. I will fucking watch it. Uh so we're going to go on another ad break, and we're going to and we're going to broaden our discussion to video game mascots. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. And I have not given Roxy time to Google what video game mascots are. Off the top of your head, Roxy, what do you think a video game mascot is? <laughs> I would think it's like, okay, I'm a big sports fan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, so I understand what a mascot is. We're on the right track. So mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like, if it's Zelda, it would be Zelda. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's something like, it's something it's like. Mario, I, it's Mario. I, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, well, Mario is definitely Mario. Yeah, Mario it is definitely Mario, and Sonic was created as a as a as a. Uh, Wait, isn't uh, Zelda's name Link or something? It is. No, <laughs> Zelda is a different person than Link. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Link is the main character in the Zelda games, and Zelda, yeah. there is a Zelda <laughs> in the Zelda games. Emma, you want to take a crack at uh, uh, a brief history of video game mascots? <laughs> yeah, so video game mascots are basically characters that are iconically associated with a game itself as we've gotten into more sort of realism in video games uh often games will have mascots that are not the main character they will create some sort of animal kind of thing and the thing that's that's interesting too is that most that like all the individual consoles for a time kind of had a single mascot that was associated with them. So, for example, obviously, Mario, uh, for a long time until the advent Nintendo, of, po- Nintendo. of Pokemon, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, was very Rocks. much Nintendo's mascot. Um, and and Sonic was absolutely created it as a sort of direct competitor Sega. to Mario. Yep, so Mario was iconically associated with the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, or the Super Famic- or the Famicom, as it was called in Japan. Um, and so then Sega came along and went, okay, all of Sega's branding was very much, hey, we're like the cool teen system and not this lame plumber that was once a carpenter. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're cool. We're edgy. We put X's in words that don't need it. That's what And guess what? That fucking branding worked on me. Young Mm -hmm. DJ growing up in the 90s was a big fan. Sonic was cool. Mario was lame. But to the point, Roxy, that like, like you could see the Sega logo and you're like Sega, or you can see like especially there was like a stylized version of Sonic. You're like Sega, like it, it, yeah. it was it was functionally the same thing. And and Sonic couldn't be on Nintendo, or could just wasn't could not well, at the time because they were competing the systems. And unfortunately, R.I.P. Sega no longer makes systems. And yeah. I'm going to be candid as a fan that would have liked to see those characters cross over. It's only been in like Olympic Games or like Smash yeah. Brothers. I'd like to see like a genuine narrative title sonic where the two... mario team up yes yes <laughs> please because and thank now you is sonic with nintendo um so sega licenses their games to a bunch of different uh consoles but by and large yeah yeah because <laughs> sonic is mostly on nintendo because nintendo oh. t- nintendo targets more family friendly with mario and pokemon and stuff yeah. like that their games but tend I... to steer towards more family friendly all ages stuff which is also sonic's wheelhouse I guess I'm so ignorant that I actually don't know what Nintendo is in terms of like it like or Sega. Those are companies or, or systems companies that, that also at points. Nintendo still to this day makes consoles. Sega no longer makes consoles. So yeah. Xbox, PlayStation and Nintendo are all different things. They're yes. all different things. Wow. And mm-hmm. all of them are. So Xbox is a console that is made by Microsoft. PlayStation is a console that is made by Sony. Yeah. 
all of Nintendo's systems have been called Nintendo something. Yeah. And same with Sega when they were making systems. It was like Sega Genesis. Yeah. Sega CDX, I yes. want to say. Yeah, yeah. Sega CD, oh, Sega, Sega Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sega Saturn. I yeah. forgot about Saturn. Own, those companies own the thing. So, like, it, if you are Zelda, you can only be on one of those consoles because you're owned by a certain person or no? Yes. Well, yes, in the case of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Nintendo is very precious about their properties. Um, most Nintendo properties, uh, so things like... Mario, Zelda, Pokemon are only on Nintendo consoles. Which I think is smart uh, on their part. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, and that, and like Kirby and Metroid, uh, a bunch of things. And then there are a bunch of other publishers outside of these actual game. So all these, all of these companies have like games publishing divisions. So Nintendo publishes the vast majority of their own titles. Uh, though they also get a bunch of third-party titles, and third-party titles are typically available on everything. Yeah. Okay. Which is what Sega okay. is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sega's yeah. So Sega's a, a third-party producer at this point, basically yeah. third-party distributor, developer, publisher. Huh. And and Nintendo is Switch. Yeah, yes. that's their current console is the Switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's uh, a whole. It's a whole world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, Emma, you it's just like said, I feel like I'm asking questions. Like, so you're telling me that the overarching is comic book, but then there's a Marvel, and then <laughs> yeah. there's DC. Yeah, I'm not going to say that's what you're saying. That is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah, but was, I genuinely you know, just don't know. I've well, never played. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a different. It's just a, a, a different kind of ecosystem. But I will say there mm-hmm. is the power in that branding because you do know who Mario is and you do know who oh, Sonic yeah. is. Um, so they're they're doing something that that uh, works. We did have a couple uh, in the Discord. I asked what people's favorite uh, video game mascots were. Jake Hefner says um, uh, Kirby for Nintendo, Ratchet and Clank for PlayStation, ah. and Marcus Phoenix for for Xbox. Um, kind of to your point, Emma, how things have evolved to where like it's more realistic. So now, like when you think of Xbox, you think of oh, that yeah. dude in the space armor. I or, think of Master Chief. Yeah, you know? I think I yeah. think of Master Chief. Yeah, I was like Mar- yeah. when he said Marcus Phoenix, I was like, oh, Gears of War. That's what that's what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, um, Glenn Caesar said uh, either Sonic or Ryu from Street Fighter. Yep, yeah, Ryu from Street Fighter yeah. is definitely considered to be Street Fighter's mascot. Yeah, it's it's one of those when you and, and I think that's the thing, Roxy. It's it's normally what's the first think of when you think of the thing. So Street Fighter's like, well, Ryu, maybe yeah. Ken, uh, uh, but like Ryu's like the the one. Um, uh, Leonard Kim, uh, uh, it's bet- a tie between Pikachu and Kratos. Uh, he's like, yes, quite yeah. the stark contrast between the two. I know. <laughs> uh, if we ever got a team up uh, of the two, it's a wrap. Game over. Oh my god! Like, how do you? I know just want Pikachu. Pikachu to be in God of War now. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know it's Pikachu and not Ash? Like that's the mascot. Uh, because Pikachu's a cute little animal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, and also uh, the main trainer in Pokemon changes across games, yeah. and Pikachu's always the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like yeah, and oh, Ash isn't always there. No, no. Ash even he's wow. technically in the, the first game. Yeah, yeah, he's technically not. He's technically only the main character of the anime yeah. series because even in some of the manga it's red yeah the longest lived 10 year old in history yeah <laughs> he's been 10 oh. for 20 fucking years so ridiculous wow. <laughs> son of a bitch so yeah so, roxy as we're talking about these names what yeah. are any of them standing out to you like oh yeah well because i used to play some stuff with my brother um that's that's why i was like wait i think zelda wasn't that dude's name that mm-hmm. i was using mm-hmm. um i mean honestly the only names that like are I don't want to say household because if you know anything about gaming, I'm sure tons of these are household, but like it's Mario, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like, that's the the one voiced by Chris um, Pratt yeah. mm-hmm. because I can also, yeah. Uh, who else is he voicing? In Garfield. It's oh, like, boy. what the Garfield. fuck? What the fuck is happening? Is, is it like fucking infinity stones? Like he needs to collect them all. What the fuck is happening? You no, know, I think that he has some major dirt on somebody. <laughs> do, do, I mean, do, 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 you, do you really think that? Yeah. I Blackmail. Yeah. I genuinely think like he must know something. It's the Ansel like, Elgort effect. It's like, what the fuck does Ansel like, Elgort have? I know. Yeah, I think he's like, I've been outed for the church I go to. I know every one of you execs who's at that church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. that's a good theory. Got to be something because well, I don't even dislike Chris Pratt the way same. that other people dislike yeah, him. Yeah, I'm whatever it, about him. Yeah. However. The roles that he's getting are not roles fit for him. Exactly. And it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So there's something up. 
Something's yeah. up. Or, or, or some of these execs saw Lego. That was like the only movie they saw in the past yeah. five years was Lego movie. And they're like, this guy's the guy. Because I'm yeah. with you, Roxy. It's like, I don't, I don't hate him. But like Garfield, Mario? Like yeah. what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Um, and you know he's not auditioning. It's not like he's like blowing them away. No, 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 no. He's not asking for these roles. They're, they're yeah. being offered to him. Like you know, yeah. you get to a s- certain level. You know who would yeah. be a great Garfield and possibly a great... Uh, Mario, Steve Buscemi. We need to get Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Oh my god, that would be interesting. I, 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 th- I think it'd be a great Garfield for sure. Yeah. I think of like Josh Gad or somebody that yeah. like. There's yeah. just I, what I don't think of. There's so many people I could think of who I don't think of as Chris Pratt. So something's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for household names. But I also like remember all of the. I don't know what these characters are called. I'm guessing now they're just called Nintendo characters. But like, um. Peach and Daisy and um, Yoshi mm-hmm. and uh, what what about like Kirby? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Kirby counts for sure. Anybody yeah, that shows up right. in the Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is well, kind of just like, mascot um, battle royale. Yes. Or or uh, what was Homeboy's name like? Baltazar. Bowser. 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 I wish he was named <laughs> Baltazar. Bowser was oh Bowser was a crazy kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I remember him Toad. Yeah. 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 Uh, so legit like that's it yeah like, I, I i could think of like maybe three i mean more. what i'm hearing is Nintendo- roxy played mario kart with her brother that's what, I, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i'm hearing and, yeah. Yeah, and those are all mascots mortal Kombat. um sure. yeah. scorpion scorpion is the scorpion, scorpion and sub-zero are for mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. yeah um and i played a lot of sports games so like i remember mm. on the cover what was it like nba this can't be what it was at the time, but like I was gonna say 2K Live, but I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, where it was Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. Yeah, um, but I don't know if you're a real human if you can be a mascot, so <laughs> probably not how it works. Yeah, sports yeah, games. sports games are in a weird category because they are based on a real life thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, Emma, for you, do you have like mm-hmm. an all time like video game mascot, ride or die? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I was definitely very much a Sonic kid uh, Mm -hmm. growing up. uh, Played a lot of Sonic 2 specifically on the Sega Genesis. Uh, I have such fond memories of the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge that you could pop open and put the other cartridge on top. Oh, my God, and you put the other cartridge in it. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Um, But I think that somebody who's being overlooked, unless, you know, somebody has since chimed in on Discord uh, and said otherwise... Is Crash Bandicoot? Hell yeah! I Get some love Crash, in there. Crash Bandicoot. That sounds like something I might have known at some point in my life. Yeah, it, he's a he's a he was kind of the OG Sony PlayStation mascot. I yeah. would say it's so um, weird that he basically because we had in the in the Discord somebody mentioned uh, Kratos, and it's like it's so weird that that's like a, what I video know. game mascots are now. Uh, oh, Donkey Kong! I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's that's great. That's the thing when the jumping over the ba- bloop, bloop, yep. rare yep. rare back in the good days. Oh, the rare when rare was yep. king king of the castle. Um, yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah. No, I was- I'm a I'm a big Final Fantasy uh, kid, so uh, I love. I, I can't decide if I like Moogles or Chocobos better, but they're both great mascots. I was going <laughs> to ask you, it's like, which because I, I couldn't remember the names. I'm glad you, I, glad you said them. Would, would, would uh, this is probably such a silly question. Would Cloud count as a mascot for I Final Fantasy? I think he Fantasy? does now um, because he's, his character design is so recognizable. So and iconic. also he's, well, and he's also appeared in like Chocobo Racing, mm-hmm. um, which is all sort of, Final Fantasy icon mascots racing. Like, it's, you know, it's the Mario Kart of Square Enix. So it's, you know, it's black mages and white mages mm-hmm. and uh, and Chocobos and Moogles and, and and Cloud Strife all just, and Cactuars, like, all racing. Well, so. and did Cloud, I'm sorry, I didn't uh, get, far, what, what's the most recent Smash Brothers? Is it not Brawl? What yeah, he's it? in Smash. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, once you're in Smash, you're one of the, it's like Snake. Snake yeah. is a mascot. And it, yeah, it, it, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cloud and Sephiroth are both in Smash. So. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's just so funny how they became so iconic, even though those yeah. games completely reboot themselves um, uh, every time. No, but I'm with you. I grew up, uh, I know Sonic is my ride or die because like you mentioned, there's not been a good Sonic game in ages and the Sonic movies are bad, uh, but I'll <laughs> still go see because I like the, I, yeah. I not only played the games, there was a long running Archie comic that I got, like I, mm. I followed for a long time. Uh, the Knuckles spinoff, I picked them all up. Um, yeah. 
So I know I will say we get, we're in the chat right now. Glenn Caesar saying Donkey Kong Two. Um, Kayla Marie says uh, the cutest boy ever, Mario. Uh, Glenn Caesar uh, Pikachu's awesome too, and I do. Yeah. I don't know, like it, Pikachu's my go-to, but like po- I have a lot of fondness for Pokemon. Yeah, uh, that chewed up a big part of my youth. Um, and Leonard Kim. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of um, underrepresented, uh, I think Spyro is criminally underrated. Oh yeah, I, yeah, Spyro definitely is like early PlayStation mascot as well. Yeah, it is interesting how like in those early days, like well, we need a Mario, and now it's like no, we got our we got we got Kratos, and we've got Nathan yeah, Drake, exactly. and we've got <laughs> yeah. It is really interesting because I would say that you know going into the early years of Sony PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot was there. He, that was their platformer game yeah. with a mascot character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roxy, what do you think a platformer is? I oh, platformer. I also want to know because uh, I'm so, you guys are seeing it so quickly. Is it Bandicoot? Yes, Bandicoot. Yeah, which is a Bandicoot. type of animal. Bandicoot. Yeah, which is a yeah. real. It's a real animal. Well, I think a it platformer is. is. Yeah, I think it's somebody who has. You know, like you, if you're somebody who is on Twitter and Instagram, you got a lot of platforms. You're somebody who has all the ca- consoles. You, yeah. they're a platformer. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. there you and go. I, Boom. And that is fact. Yeah, that is on dictionary. So whatever it is, what I said is what it, it is. It is what it is now. It is. It listen. It is what it is now. Um, or maybe there's a lot of platforms in the games. Boom. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. A big, a big mechanic of the game is jumping between platforms. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that so many times. I <laughs> fall a lot. Yes. Yes. You know what I always liked doing? When there would be like seven different lands you could pick between. Mm-hmm. I liked picking the land. My brother would let me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I sounds like brother stuff. Me. I feel like yeah, I did that I with my to sister do any too. Of the other stuff, but he'd be like, you get to pick where we're fighting. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, ooh, like frosting town or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's not what that's called i'm like it looks like that yeah. it's got like frosted tips on top of gumdrops or whatever yeah that that was my move it must be really interesting for gamers to listen to me talk about how i like <laughs> Play games. Oh man, no, it's funny. I remember doing the same thing with my sister, and then she became uh, way better at video games than I ever was. Um, uh, so that's th- those are our thoughts. Uh, Cameron says we should get her into Animal Crossing or something. I don't know. That might be too oh much. Oh my god, that's a huge time commitment. I was going to say that might be too much. Even I don't. I, even I don't go into Animal Crossing. Um, Emma, thank you for joining us to talk about of course. this. It's so great having you on. Before we go, uh, remind the kids where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find me all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife. Emma Fife on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitch when I occasionally stream. That's me. It's so easy when the name is the, you know, because when I tag posts, it's always like, wait, is there... Is there a thing? Because like with me, it's not my name. So it's like, is there a no, thing? Yeah. Is there like a bit no. in the in there? Yeah, but also, DJ, I don't know if you accurately represent yourself anymore. What do you mean? What DJ do you mean? talks trash. I feel like you you talk a lot of love too. Thank you. I, I yeah. listen. I appreciate that. I don't know that it's true, but I do appreciate it. I feel like I've been on a big moon night tear on Twitter recently. But yeah, no, that that you're talking trash about. But yeah. sometimes, but oftentimes. You like things, and I, you say how much you like them. I yeah. try really hard. <laughs> I exert a lot of effort to not be so negative, even though I don't like most things. <laughs> um, Change it to DJ sometimes talks trash, other times talks truth. DJ, Very good handle. Listen, oh, I like D- DJ talks truth. DJ talks truth. DJ, Listen, <laughs> DJ's trying, all right? DJ's out here doing the best he can, okay? Things have been... DJ tries. Yeah, That's it's, been, it's hard out there. He's doing the best he can, all right? Um... Roxy, speaking of Twitter handles, uh, where can people find you? What are you, what are you doing on World Girls? What are you? <laughs> I'm just like Queen Fife herself. I'm yeah. just at Roxy Stryer, so you know it's easy to find me there. The World Girls, I'm really excited. We're actually launching a podcast on 420 Yay. Called, Yay. called "Bitch Out of Water" Ooh. for all of those people who ever felt like a fish out of water. And we're really excited. We're launching with three episodes on 420. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to be a cannabis-related episode. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to be on being poly. Darina talks about being polyamorous mm-hmm. and opening up her marriage and and deciding to have a, a boyfriend and a husband and tips for people who might be interested in that. And the other one is moving to Los Angeles because we get that question a lot. Like, how did you do it? How much money did you have in your <laughs> bank account when you did it? Where did you live? What first job did you work? So those are the wow. three we're launching. 
watching with be on the lookout bitch out of water it's so fun the, the los angeles one's like that, that is interesting and it's those just it those is. questions yeah. right off the bat i'm like well that was probably more thought than i put into it when i <laughs> Yeah, well, because yeah. some people, like, there's all these, I, I was Googling to see what information is out there, and there's all these guides that are like, you need to have three months rent saved up before you get here, blah, 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 and I was like, I have $7 in my bank account. Yeah, so, like, I mean, what's... that's, not that that's not good advice, it probably is, I just, yeah, I didn't think about that at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it but, is. So, it's kind of like, what is, what is ideal versus, like, what can you make work? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to have a invest um, in a box of tissues for all the crying you're probably going to do. Uh, <laughs> also, I I think as somebody who did actually have some money saved up, uh, I don't know that that's actually necessarily any better because you go through that money quickly because you feel like I have a choice and I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to only take a job that I really want. It's like, no, you should probably just get a job. Yeah. 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 And also, uh, also it's like 97 degrees out. Maybe don't, maybe don't, maybe, maybe, maybe don't. (laughs) Maybe don't. LA, no. So we talk about all that. Yeah. 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 Go check all that out. Oh man. It sounds so great. Listen, check that out. Uh, You can find me at DJ talks trash. As we just talked about, you can find the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter, you ain't got the vowels from stupid. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Emma. We will see you all next week where we will probably, despite uh, our best interest, talk about the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, no. Uh, stay tuned for that. Still trying to figure out how we're going to cover it. Um, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.